Welcome to Translate This, a podcast about language, culture, life, and the hilarious of it all. Lots of hilarity. How are you doing out there, people? I hope well. Me too. I know you can't respond right now because we're not live, yeah. but we're wishing you the best. We get to speak and you don't. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very elitist <laughs> that's of you. That's how pod work, podcasts work. Uh, that's how they work. Yeah. Get you can send us, you know. Yeah. Tweet or something. <laughs> they will. Yeah. You start inviting that. Yeah. That's a whole world of crazy that we're gonna get. Okay. Not that our I'm listeners not... are crazy. I'm not implying no, that. No, not not at that all I like crazy. that word anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying it crazy could get fun. it could be crazy, crazy fun. fun. Oh yeah. yeah, crazy fun. Crazy fun. <gasps> oh, I want crazy fun. Let's there let's have go. a party, people. Have a party on social media where you can find us at translate this podcast.com. Or you can find us at translate this underscore podcast on Instagram or translate this podcast on Facebook. And as always, for those of you who have never listened to us before, we do this crazy setup where one of us knows what one the topic is and the other one doesn't know. And this week, it's me. This episode, it's me. I know the topic. Richard, and you know nothing. Yes, I don't. And I'm excited to know. Yeah. You well, ready to tell me? I'm ready to tell you. And, and I am going to go on record. I believe, producer Lauren, this is going to be our first double episode topic. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That means we're going to be talking so long that we're going to cut it in two or? Uh, Yeah, yep. That's Ah, what we're going to do. Okay. I I believe that we're going to need to give everybody a break because there's a lot. Yeah. And I didn't really intend for that to happen. I thought, okay, this is a topic that I've been uh, learning more about. Mm -hmm. I was aware of this topic. Yes. I was aware that I uh had new people including myself that relate to this topic but I didn't understand until I researched it okay how much more there is and then when you get through the first basis of the basics of this topic yes. then there's like part 2 okay which is crazy I love it yeah Already. it's great it's wonderful it's wonderful and I'm really hoping that people enjoy this topic because I think it sheds a lot of light on our current world situation, not just us, you know, because we always talk about ourselves. But this is, I think this is something that I think is going to transcend so much. Well, guess what? What? Somebody gave me a new nickname. Oh. (laughs) No, it's going to be great with your part two series here. I Yeah, actually, it's (laughs) true though. You don't want me to tell you, do you? No, I know. But I will tell you, you can tell me. Can tell That's me not now? bad. Okay, well, I don't know. With you, I never know what's coming out of your mouth. Okay, what's the nickname? Uh, Mr. Deep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is that like Sex in the City's Mr. Big? Maybe? It has no sexual connotation. Okay, well then, yeah, there you go. You mystified it. People could think that way. Mr. But deep. Yeah, conversation only. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, now that makes sense. Well, that's good because you know why? I think that you're going to have a lot to say about this oh, topic. Good. good. So mm-hmm. let me start off by saying we're going to be talking about the concept of defining oneself in terms of culture okay. and, and, and identity, Love uh, that topic. diversity, right? Love it. And it's going to lead to a very specific area that we'll discuss. So let me start off by asking you, what are, in your mind, ways that are the traditional ways of defining a person's identity and diversity. What are the the key things that we immediately think of when we think of a person? Identity, well, and especially 
current times, identity is a concept that we decide to have after examining who we are in society. Right. Okay. okay. But, but let me start. But what yeah. are the what are the the mm. factors that mm. define it? Whew. Just just like the traditional ways when you say that person is based on their. Uh, so the like, category. Yeah, the categories. Well, definitely gender. Gender is okay. one of them. Uh, race. Yes, that's another one. Um, sexual orientation. Yep, that's the third. And um, 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 there's three more. Oh, three more. Um, nationality. Yep, that's okay. that's the fourth one. Okay. Two more. Um, Let's see if you can get them all. You're doing great. I sure I want to get all of them. Like, yeah, I know. Um, it's a it's a it's a test. Oh my god, two more. Two, two more. more. Come um, on, you can do it. No pressure. Count count down ten to one. Yeah. It'll, it'll help uh, me. Okay. Ten. Uh, um, Nine, um, eight. Um, I don't know. Seven. I don't know. It's not helping. <laughs> okay. Tell me. Tell me. Uh, ethnicity. Ah, uh, yeah. Because for those of our yeah, listeners that it. don't know this, nationality and ethnicity are two different two things. Two different things. Two different Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Ah, religion. You know what? Damn it. It's not on this, and what? that should be on it, but it's not. It's socioeconomic status. Oh, my God. Religion's not on there? Uh-uh. Wow. Uh-uh. Yeah. To add it on there. It should be yeah. added on there. That is a traditional way. And Absolutely. you know what? I'm going to argue you're right. Yeah. It should be on there. Got to be on there. So it should be eight things. Race, gender, socioeconomic, status, ethnicity, nationality, sexual orientation, and religion. Absolutely. Losing my religion. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. have to go there in my head. Think we were just talking about that we last episode. We uh, were. And, yeah. and I'm just going to come out and just make fun of my my fear of religion. <laughs> Help help us make fun of you. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I have a complicated religious past. I was mm-hmm. baptized Catholic, then I became a Mormon. But in between the time I was a Catholic and I was a Mormon, I never got confirmed as a Catholic, and I was kind of just, you know, a priester. And then I was, mm-hmm. at one point, there was a born-again moment, and then after leaving the Mormon church, mm-hmm. went back to the Catholic church because I thought, I'm going to raise my children Catholic because, you know, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I was just like, you know, fuck it all. Fuck I'm not. All. I fuck it all. Because yeah. really, the me, mm-hmm. when I left all that religion yeah. aside and I didn't want to get involved, yeah. I'm just a transcendentalist. Yeah. There you go. You, we, know. you know, that's the whole part of what you talked about with identity mm-hmm. is, you know, I spent many times in loss of explaining myself or, or, categorizing myself and so we just go into that abyss yeah for a while and then some type of affirmation yep. happens or mm-hmm. someone that we see that that we can identify with well we kind of go with that right and so that's what identity is for a lot of people it's just this journey oh completely right? well and and so to make things cl- uh, even clearer mm-hmm. this topic that we're going to discuss today about identity is has a lot to do with wanting to fit in, mm-hmm. which has a lot Absolutely. to do with the religious choices I made. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about a thing called third culture kids, TCKs. I love it. It's it sounds like exciting for me when I first heard of latchkey kids. <laughs> I was a latchkey kid. Yeah. I wonder if uh, the the new generation knows what that is. The latchkey kid is, the we were the first generations not to have babysitters that we would come home from school with a keychain around our mm-hmm. neck to mm-hmm. let ourselves into mm-hmm. our homes. Our empty homes. Our empty homes while our parents were working. Mm-hmm. Sometimes till nighttime. Sometimes till nighttime. And mm-hmm. we were expected to do our homework, do our chores, and sometimes make our own dinners. 
Yep. Because we either had parents that had jobs that both jobs, both jobs, Mm -hmm. or we had single parents. Yeah. And um, there was, and it was also too goddamn expensive Mm -hmm. for anyone to pay for daycare. Yeah. And so our our parents, and it was normal. Twelve years old, you go yep. home. You know, it's because no big deal. That was the legal age to mm-hmm. allow your child mm-hmm. to stay home by themselves yeah. in California yeah. when we grew up was twelve. Yeah, and yeah. that seemed okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's okay anymore. When I look at a twelve-year-old, uh-huh. like, oh no, I would never do that ever again. But it, then it again, be, I've got a, a grandparent uh, brain now. I'm yeah. not a grandparent. I'm a grandparent of mm-hmm. furry creatures mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. I love my little grand dogs very yeah. much, and and the grand kitty, mm-hmm. but. If I were to be a grandmother now, I think I'm, I think, sadly, I might be a little bit big chill about stuff. I think mm-hmm. I might be a little bit more protective and be like, don't leave them alone. Well, um, my, the, when I say our generation as yeah. parents, we were m- way more protective yeah. than when I was a kid, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I also think like latchkey kids is probably, in, it could be so normalized, like yeah. you don't even need a name for it, you yeah. know, because they're still... Parents are working more than ever. Right. Their, uh, daycare or, or childcare babysitting is even more expensive. Right. So, you know, anyway. But I, I did let my, I, I did leave my children yeah. alone at some point, which yeah. has nothing to do with our topic today, yeah. but I, we can talk yeah, about that later. I we diverged. can talk about, like, that's okay. Let's yeah. keep kids. That's something to talk about. So let's talk about that. The okay. new one. What's it called? Third, Third Culture Kids. Third culture TCKs. Kids. Let's go. All right. So let's define what this is. Uh, Ruth Van Rieken, uh, who this podcast is going to be heavily based on her work and David Pollock's work and Ruth Usum's work. Uh, these are all doctors in in different varieties of the social sciences that have studied mm-hmm. what a, a TCK is and the subcultures of TCKs and what does that mean. So okay. uh, Van Rieken wrote a book with Pollock called Third Culture Kids Growing Up Among Worlds. And she said, diversity is not simply a difference in the visible layers of culture. Once our identity is not tied to having fit a particular mold that we or others have set out for us. We are free to enjoy and celebrate the many ways people around the world find their way to express or fulfill these common needs. We don't have to deny any one part of our cultural selves to embrace another. We can be all of the above rather than having to pick and choose just one part of our story. I want to start with that, even though that's not really the the defining okay. thing. And the reason I want to, to start with that is I want people to hold on to while we go and unpack all of this mm-hmm. about how we can be all of the above rather than having to pick and choose just one part of our story. So hold on to that okay. and, and try to frame everything you hear mm-hmm. from that perspective. Definitely. Okay. Okay. So the basic definition of a, of a TCK are people who were raised in culture other than their parents' culture or the culture of their country of their nationality and also have lived in different environments during a significant part of their child development years. It, and it was coined by American sociologist Ruth Usim in the 1950s mm-hmm. who studied expatriates living in India mm-hmm. and focused on the children of their parents that mm-hmm. moved abroad to work in military, diplomat, or missionary careers. Okay. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. There no, and, and and we're not even great, gonna, great yeah. topic. Okay. Okay. So fast forward forty years later. Okay. And the term emerged organically again in media. Mm-hmm. And there was an article in the Vancouver Sun in nineteen ninety four by Nick Bochi who wrote TCK about TCKs. He says theirs is a confusing and quite often debilitative condition. Hmm. And I think it's interesting that he's framed this already 
mm-hmm. debilitative. Yeah. Because I don't agree. Yeah. Um, they are confronted with cultural walls or pitfalls at every turn, unable to completely relate to their parents' culture, and yet at the same time labeled as different from the mainstream culture. They're encouraged to belong, and they are basically cut adrift and left afloat in some sort of twilight zone state. They form a cultural hybrid, a blend of cultures that can be interesting, but also confusing and frustrating to them. This condition, this condition is exasperated by growing up in a multi, multi. He says in Canada, but I'm this reply- was 1994. 1994. So? But okay. I'm thinking in a multinational his, country. His perspective makes sense to me at that time. Yeah. Well, dated. Expand. Yeah. Yeah. Expand on that. Why do you think so? Um. Well, first of all, you know, identifying with this experience very, very dearly, very closely. Right. Um, I could see the negative connotation in the way he chose his words at the time where when I was actually in my early 20s at mm-hmm. that time, um, my vision of myself, mm-hmm. my self-portrait, my self-image yeah. was completely different. It was so in such a negative fearful framework mm-hmm. of not fitting in and not being accepted and that those word choices that he used to describe that fit that time right. okay because okay. because i was i had negativity okay. about myself i get that and now with so much more exploration and and public acceptance of the topic in general most people that i meet are very interested in my background um, so, the negativity has gone. Well, that's, and that's a very positive thing mm-hmm. to hear. Yeah. We're going to, I want you okay. to hold on to that. Okay. Okay. I want you to hold on it because you've, you're talking about growing up and then as an adult, and I yeah. want you to hold and separate those two okay. for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Cause we're going to, we're going to go into each section. All right. And also we're going to go into characteristics of TCKs and the subcultures of TCKs and, and who those people are okay. and their characteristics. But for the audience, mm-hmm. What I want them to know is that both Richard and I, we fall under the TCK category in various ways. And then on top of that, so do our children. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, so do our parents. Yeah, We are second generation TCKs raising third generation TCKs. Yes, And that is what I learned yes. studying this, which blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Because I had never put it from the perspective Yeah. Of my child's perspective yeah. or my parents' perspective. Right. And and self-admittingly, I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. most of the time I learned to self-reference mm-hmm. growing up, um, which labels only children as self-centered or selfish many times. But right. as you know, I'm not a selfish person. But Absolutely. I yeah, yeah. But but at the same time, mm-hmm. I do tend to only rely on self-reference yeah. when I feel cornered because mm-hmm. that's how I grew up. That's right. you had siblings. Right. And you have multinational experience siblings not too because you're yeah. one sibling still is in the United States. The right. other one chose like you to leave the United States. Right. So there's, you know, a lot of similar, there's a lot of things. Similar. And also I'm married to somebody who's adopted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You adopted a child. Mm-hmm. My husband adopted a child, my our son. Yeah. So there's just a bunch yeah. going on in yes. there that yes. And then producer Lauren, mm-hmm. she on her own lived outside of her home country mm-hmm. by herself mm-hmm. and now yeah. lives in Spain. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's just, so much that was yeah. so relevant to our yeah. situation and yeah. then all the people that we know that we work with. And we mm-hmm. want to make sure that mm-hmm. we 
are very, very careful that we explain what TCKs are for people who haven't listened before. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and in terms of that, you know, we have talked about being TCKs in the past, but haven't really defined it through yeah. this lens. So what I, what I want to do is I want to let our listeners understand mm-hmm. our backgrounds in detail, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. want it to come out in the segments yeah. where I know that when I was putting this together, I'm like, okay, this is when Richard should, this is what I mm-hmm. thought about with your life. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is, you know, and if it was organically just interject at any time, cause I'm going to give you a lot of information that I had no clue about. Okay. Um, and so let's, let's go from there. So let's talk about about that. So, for, so first off, in 1999, Pollock and Enriquen, they write a book, uh, okay. Van Rieken, sorry, Ruth Van Rieken. They write a book called Third Culture Kids Growing Up Among uh, Worlds. Okay. And, and when I read the title, Third Culture Kids Growing Up Among Worlds, and I thought, oh beautiful. my gosh, yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, fascinating. Like, makes you want yeah. to open it. Yeah. But you, but, you, but we get that. Because mm-hmm. we, we always talking about, a, we're, we're amongst everything. Yeah. We, we don't feel like we belong anywhere. Yeah. So they say that the um, that TCKs spend a significant amount of the development mm-hmm. years outside their passport country, mm-hmm. often resulting in rootlessness and grief, mm-hmm. but an increased confidence and ability to interact amongst many <sighs> cultures. Are they like reading my bio? That's what I'm saying. Seriously. Yeah. My, like my, I'm, uh, I'll just give you an example. Please do. I'm a naturally reserved, introverted, I'll, I'll say more introspective, slightly introverted person. I don't like to really go out and schmooze and like network and like, but I always um, learn to as survival, as yeah. a way to blend in, as a way to get my foot in the door of places I don't feel I belong to. Right. And that's just part of my narrative Mm -hmm. is I don't belong anywhere. (laughs) So I have, I, it's easy for me to put my one foot in their door and like, oh, this is cool, but I know I won't last. I I was feeling like they're not going to accept me at some point. And so I'm ready to go in my next world and then go to the next world. And it becomes a skill in the beginning of survival and later it becomes a skill and and then it becomes an asset. Yep. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. and, and this is exactly what they go into. Uh-huh. And they say they face the challenges and traditional notions of identity and home. Mm-hmm. And this is, and this experience is becoming more common and valuable, Yeah, which is yeah. great. This yeah. is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You, you were mm-hmm. zoning in on that about how it's becoming more common and valuable. Why? Yeah. The world mm-hmm. is more international. Exactly. People are more, there's higher mobility. Yes. A lot of it has to do with social media the, since the uh-huh. invention of the internet. And I want to bring up some too, being uh, uh, in education, but also yeah. being a high school teacher in the U.S. for many years. The vast difference of the faces and the diversity I see, not just different cultures and races. Uh-huh. I'm talking about mixed race kids is is the number of mixed race kids, biracial, multiracial kids is enormous right. compared to when I was young. And for someone who has my identity mm-hmm. journey, it's easier. And then um, this could be another topic or subcategory, but I want well, to bring up my daughters. Let, my we're going to do okay. So we're going to do that. Yeah, for like okay. So yeah, this is what I, I want to do. Yeah. I want right now. I want you to define your TCK ness. <laughs> Go ahead and define yourself first. I'm going to define myself, and then we can talk about our parents okay. and then our children. Let's just go ahead and bring it out for the audience. Well, I don't know if I can bring mine up without bringing up my parents, you know, because they're so that's part what of, I mean. So let's, yeah. okay, let's go to the okay. source then. Yeah. Yeah. I have to start with my parents. Yeah. Start with your parents. So 
for me, it's less, it's culture, but it's more race. And I have to explain that. Just explain all of it. Just, just let it out. Okay. So, (laughs) so as some of you may know from past episodes, I am mixed race and I actually can, that is the only way I can define myself is mixed race. Cause I, some people say, um, or some people call themselves biracial, multiracial. Um, but I'm so mixed that I just say mixed race. Yeah. I'm mixed. So the reason why is because I have to give you the whole story. The whole story. All right. So I like to start with my father's side of the family. Mm-hmm. My ancestors that were born in the continent, the North American continent, were Cherokee or were known to be Cherokee. Mm-hmm. We have no proof. Which is so common. Yeah. So yeah. common. And um, because... Well, yeah, I'll start there. When they were forced off their land, a lot of the Cherokee people, most of them went on the Trail of Tears, which most people learned in history class, um, but a lot didn't stay on the trail. A mm-hmm. lot of them dispersed out into the Blue Ridge Mountains, the Shenandoah. Mm-hmm. They, some of them learned how to buy land. Some of them learned how to fit in society, but and, they lost their identity. And they and they were migrated from the Carolinas to Oklahoma, and that's the Trail, the Trail of, of Tears. Tears. Thank you for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, the majority of them, or it's a big percentage of them, settled in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and so you, that was not their native land. No. Most of them, or all of them, were um, originally located in the. Then there's no borders. No, but there was Georgia, North Carolina, Florida. And, yeah. and then when the European settlers started migrating and there was a bigger and bigger political push mm-hmm. to push them out and then take the land. Mm-hmm. According to my aunt, who's our historian, family historian, mm-hmm. she researched all this. My ancestors were the ones that escaped into the mountains mm-hmm. and they lived for years and years and years in the mountains, completely separated from their tribe mm-hmm. after they realized the threat was gone because they were afraid of being killed they were lost and they had no identity mm-hmm. they couldn't mm-hmm. prove they were Cherokee yeah and to this day I can't prove that I'm Cherokee mm-hmm. they were like well we're going to go they went to Virginia mm-hmm. and they settled in a town that at the time it doesn't exist anymore the town was a very welcoming town that was very mixed and the town consisted of people of native origins, mm-hmm. people of African origin, mm-hmm. uh, ex-slaves, and then people of European origin, uh, mainly immigrant people that have in some ways rejected or just not part of the mainstream. Right. So there was a lot of German immigrants and Irish immigrants in this small town. And my grandparents are a product of all of that. Mm-hmm. They were um, became children that were mixed with all that. So my father is a mix of Cherokee, Black, German, and Irish. And he, uh, his journey led him into the Air Force and he wanted to be a pilot. That was his dream to be a pilot. He never made it as a pilot, but he did go to the Air Force. He went to Vietnam. And while he was in Vietnam, he was stationed in Japan. And that's where my mother's side comes from. My mother's side has um, some mysterious yep. uh, roots too. I was hoping you were going to mention just, that. Uh, not just Japanese. So my mother and her parents grew up in the Tokyo area. And so I assumed that they were fully Japanese, but I found out that my, well, I knew that my grandfather, because I met him, I've mm-hmm. seen him so many times, he had blue eyes. And I always asked my mom, why does he have blue eyes? Because nobody in Japan has blue eyes. Yeah. I'm like, Shogun, Shogun, <laughs> that's why. Well, you know, a lot of people, 
over there, racial identity is very, very, very oppressive. So if you have anything that's not Japanese, you kind of want to hide it because、mm-hmm. it affects who you marry, who's going to marry you. They look at your lineage and they go, well, you're from this foreign blood. We don't want you. So his mysterious lineage was hidden and not talked about. And she never told me because she probably doesn't know. She probably、either. doesn't know. Uh-uh. But ironically, I don't say ironically, but suspiciously, he grew up close to the only part of the island of Japan where Portuguese traders came you, to trade. Right.、Um, and that's all I knew. Yeah. So yeah, I just put two and two together. Maybe there's some Portuguese. But okay. And both of us have done 23 and me. Yes. Okay. And there is some mystery still on your Cherokee side. There's. Uh, okay, now. But, but let me. I have, a, I have, story. But I have an explanation for that that I、okay. think is very plausible. Okay, well, go ahead. Okay, so your blood showed no Cherokee bloodline. First of all, the Cherokee nation blended in, like you said, with all of the other people. But don't forget that the Cherokees and, the, and also the Oneida tribes、mm-hmm. often adopted whites、mm-hmm. into their, their tribes、mm-hmm. that wanted to live you know, and coexist with them. And became Cherokee or became、mm-hmm. Oneida. So, so, did a lot of ex slaves. Yeah, and so、you、did a lot、too. of ex slaves.、Yeah. I do. I do、yeah. know this. So, when they did that, they assumed the,、uh, they, the nationality、mm-hmm. or the, the cultural identity, but they can't assume the bloodline, right? Because they're not. You make, it, you make a really good point, and I want to elaborate on that. Yeah. Because、um, I've had many deep conversations. Yeah. Keyword deep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But no, it's like complex. So, the, the, this topic brings up the, the debate、mm-hmm. of nurture versus nature. Right. Right. And that's, it's a complex topic that I find、um, difficult sometimes to really grasp,、mm-hmm. knowing that my identity, my, my journey、yeah. of finding my identity becomes even harder.、Mm-hmm. Because my father, I had no idea that my father. Struggled through this identity crisis、yeah. in a much, much difficult way because back then people were killed for their, I mean, people are killed for their race now. Of course、right? they are. But like the oppressiveness of being, you have to be, you can't be part black, you're all black. Right. You know, if you're part native, then you're all native. You、right. know, you, you don't blend in and, and the slightest skin tone. Will determine where you belong and where you're rejected. It's funny how that melatonin works. What was that? Uh, uh, yeah, what's a, it's a really good film that came out about、um, passing. It's called Passing.、Mm-hmm. I recommend that.、Mm-hmm. Um, it gives, I'll just say it wasn't a great film, but it's a great film for someone who doesn't understand skin tone and how it can completely change your life. Right. right? And it weaves completely into the TCK、yeah. moment. So, 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 so we, we have your parents, we have you. Yeah. But I really want to bring this up because I want to. This is a part, this is something I don't talk about that much.、Okay. Is, is my, my father's、um, journey. Okay. Because it affected the way he was as a father to me,、mm. it affected the way he was as a person that I just saw. Yeah. That I see. He was like, to me, he was like a ghost walking、mm. around in society, never really. Embracing anything,、oh. and I he was a stranger to me、mm-hmm. my whole life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.、Um, the only thing we talked about was fo-、uh, football,、okay. that was the only time we had a conversation. Yeah, was Sunday football, 
his favorite team and we talked about his favorite team never talked about what my favorite team was unfortunately but, you know. incredibly common in yeah. previous generations of yeah. of male yeah. to male american yeah. relations and and global <laughs> relations it's yeah yeah and just that generation that yeah. called his is called what the greatest generation or uh, no he's no is he a boomer no um, a little bit before then it's uh it's the the silent generation no. could be i have to look that it's up the greatest again. generation yeah, it's he the was one born Malcolm's in 1940. In. Yeah, so he's yeah. a pre-boomer. He's the one yeah. before it. Producer Lauren, can you look that up? The generation yeah. before the boomers. I think right. you're right. I think it is the greatest generation. Yeah. So. Oh, it's the silent generation. Silent okay. Generation. Okay. And, okay. No kidding. So he's silent. Yeah. Silent he was a silent father. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I call. So I'm Mr. Deep. I call him Mr. Wall. Mr. He's just the oh, brick wall. Yeah. 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 But like. Uh, I'm sorry. To, I mean, I, I know you're. This is your topic. No, I, no, no. This is exactly relevant yeah. to the topic. So. So I get that, but I also need to, the audience to hear about your children now. Oh, right. This is, you You told me this is going to be a long two-parter. It is. Two it's a two-parter. I can't just jump over my dad. Oh, you or you're not, not done. done. No, oh no, Oh, my no, God. No. Not Please, even, by not all means, close. continue. This, this this is some serious trauma that oh. happened to my father that I didn't oh. know about until my aunt told me. Um, is that my, so my father had four uh four siblings see i'm not even clear about that yeah there was mm. sorry there's four of them so mm -hmm. he had three siblings mm -hmm. and some of them i never met in my life right his parents had siblings now here's where things get strange or or difficult mm -hmm. is that every sibling had slightly different skin tones wow slightly different features wow. some look more african some look more native some yeah. look more white yeah and because of that time they took their own journey and i'm not just a spiritual journey mm -hmm. i'm talking mm -hmm. physically yeah they were segregated separated into other communities wow. because of their skin tone and they had to identify and um according to uh, my aunt and, uh -huh. and just and I had some conversation with my grandmother went before she died but mm -hmm. there were there are relatives that I have now um, that I don't even know about that are African-American they identify as African-American they live in Atlanta and places I, I don't even know who they are she she met them like once wow so that's how fractured mm -hmm. are f my father's mm -hmm. uh, siblings and then his so my grandfather's siblings really took the brunt of that. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. my father's siblings stayed together. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't technically his generation that split apart. Right. Even though they did for other reasons. Mm -hmm. But uh, my grandparents' siblings had that experience where they, wow. they had to choose and not congregate. But that's survival. Yeah. Well, again, they had to choose. Yeah. You know, and so, and then on top of that, because, so... Part of what happened with 23andMe was, was because my father and my grandmother talked all the time about being Cherokee and about being Native. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there were city people. They didn't exactly give me the culture. Right. That if they were truly Cherokee, mm -hmm. it was just in speaking. It was in books. Mm -hmm. It was like, here's a book about it. You know, here's mm -hmm. a, here's mm -hmm. a storybook about being Cherokee. It was mm -hmm. never given to me as a culture. It was given to me as a, as like facts. And then I okay. realize why 
they had to identify as because they looked native. So it goes to that mm. point in that time you were pushed into that and say you're a Cherokee because well, you're not white enough, you're not black enough. This reminds me of our mixed race identity episode that we talked about yeah. your father. It's episode two, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, check it out. Yeah, we checked about your dad, but not to this extent. Not which, to this extent. Which this, all of this, yeah. it's going to, it weaves to my topic yeah. in a different manner where yeah. that's more trauma-based and TCK is more about um, tradition and, yeah. and how so people I, follow. Did I go too far off? No, you didn't go far okay. off. It's just that I want you to talk about your kids because okay, but I want right, to keep okay, it relevant okay, to okay, the topic okay. today. Okay. But I, I'm so yeah. appreciative that you, you spoke about your father and we learned more now uh, about that because mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know about the siblings splitting up. That yeah. part I did not know. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's incredibly dramatic, but incredibly insightful as, yeah. as well in terms of relating back to TCKs, what we're looking at, again, bringing yeah. back to the first thing that I asked the audience to remember and everyone mm -hmm. to remember was that we can above all, uh, all of, of the yeah. above. We can be all of the above rather than having to pick or choose just the part of our story. And your ancestors did not have that luxury. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're talking almost 100 years later. Yeah. And what has progressed? How, what is, yeah, what, what does it what, look like now? What's, what does it look like now? Generation? People I use, yeah. Totally get into that. So, and that's that's where we're at now. I'm going to explain also, like I, I'm just like mentally um, analyzing myself. Yeah. Why yeah. I want to go into detail yeah. about this is because this is has become part of my identity. Right. Is storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Who I am. I, I'm going away from percentages and I'm, this and that too. People love hearing it and I love telling it mm -hmm. because it humanizes me. Right. And it brings, connects me to history, to U.S. history mm -hmm. and what really happened. And people, people today don't, they just look at the history book, but they don't get it. Yeah. You know, they don't understand the impact it has on people today. There's a movie, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, John, um, oh, what's his name? Now I can't think of it. It's called uh, Swingers. Oh, uh, John Favreau. John Favreau mm -hmm. and starring oh. his best buddy, um, uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Mm -hmm. Swing, and yeah. Swingers, right? Yeah. And there's a line where he says, you're so baby and you don't even know it. Okay. Right? Well, I'm going to say to you right now, you're so TCK and you don't even uh, know it. Because everything realize, that you're doing right now yeah, 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 yeah. Is, is, is textbook. Wow. And this is why I'm telling so you, this is why I'm guiding you here in this. this. I'm guiding you in this, this That's need fantastic. to explain this need to uh, define, this mm -hmm. need to educate. Yeah. It's classic TCK. So what I really appreciate, because this is a topic, especially your topic, and especially about African-Americans, because mm -hmm. I know it's it's it goes beyond immigrant. Right. It's African-American experience mm -hmm. where so much was taught not to talk about mm -hmm everything and there was so much shame involved yeah. with uh you know white passing mm -hmm. or uh heritage or even the opposite of being mixed with white blood mm -hmm. and not being all black mm -hmm. and it's it's so complicated mm -hmm. and that's a topic we're getting into uh domestic cross-cultural kids right which is a subcategory, which we'll talk about. And there's cross-cultural kids. And then there's a bunch of other defined mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. what you've a, a lot of the words you're saying mm-hmm. are things that I'm getting to. So I'm getting very excited that you're cluing in just yeah. intuitively about this. And this is why I'm saying yeah. to you, you're you're so TCK and you don't even know it. Yeah. And and this is why I want you to go and now talk about your children. Okay. Because I want to show the three generations. Yeah. And I know that you had a different experience growing up. You didn't have uh, as much shame as your parents did. I wouldn't it was say, less less shame, but there was shame. I don't. I wouldn't say sh- the amount of shame. It's. I think it's more from his generation. There was. It was. There was more fear. Mm-hmm. You know, and with fear, it's another another mentality that I could not quite identify with though there was some fear with me right and i hope this is not off topic but i have different shades i i look i'm like this chameleon you know i can look (laughs) i'm just oh my god i know no 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 just just understand i know i'm going off topic no you're not going off topic you're still fucking straight on topic like a freaking arrow and you have no clue okay because i haven't even gotten to the characteristics of tck Uh and you are just like you're writing the book again. It's, I'm so glad that you are presenting this book to me in a way that I have no idea what it's about, but it's like saying I'm like this. So it's Okay. So this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I want you to save I want you to give me some facts on this on when we get to those points. Okay. So let's just at this point for yeah. the listeners. Okay. Let's just define your briefly define yeah. your children's backgrounds so okay. then we can We'll define my background, okay. and then we're going to go into the characteristics, and then you can unload everything. How's that? When, when can I? Okay, <laughs> I'm going to go to my children, but just, when can I uh, talk about myself? In in those points, I, okay. what I want to okay. do is I just want to give a, a, a okay. summary background okay. of why okay. we're TCKs. Okay, and okay. then after that, you're, we're you're gonna, guiding me. Yeah, I'm guiding you and here. Sometimes you got to push me. That's okay because we have to get. I want to. Yeah. I want to make sure this makes sense to our listeners. Right. Okay. Because there's so much that are supporting facts from yes. the research that I've done that yeah. support what you're saying. Okay. And I want that to be evident when okay. we discuss it so that it's it's an aha moment yeah. together yes. for our, our audience. Okay, great. Because you and I, we, we like to ramble and go off in different well, ways, and but it's our process. And I, and I, and I want to tell the audience and that, that kind of off air, I was telling Melissa and Lauren that this is a little emotional for me. And so I'm I, it's highly emotional yeah, for me. So we might not talk in very structural ways. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I talk, my, kind of my emotions come out in in going deeper and being more analytical. Right. Um, that's how I process. So forgive me, everybody, if I'm uh, derailing or... No, no, you're not uh, derailing. You're just... Uh, just you're, going on tangents. No, you're not. No. You're you're on topic. It's just that I, mm-hmm. there's other things that I want to tie yeah. into it because I think okay. you'll have perspective and it'll make so much sense for you. Yeah. Great. So much sense. I love I love to have this being bounced back to, um, to me from the author's perspective or the yeah. author's findings. Right. It's no, it's be amazing. It's amazing to me. Yeah. Like I was blown away. Yeah. So okay. and I knew you would be too. I mean okay. already I know you are. So yeah. So okay. So, so your kids. Okay. So I have three children. Um, and what was and what was your yeah. wife's background? Okay. Who <laughs> do you want me to go first? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll go to my ex wife. Yeah, your ex wife. Uh-huh. My ex wife. Her background, she is uh, part Peruvian and part Dutch. Now, her Peruvian side is a whole nother rabbit hole. Okay. So her Peruvian side is a mix of Quechua. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some Asian 
mm-hmm. um, that is, again, the part of culture is like, you know, mm-hmm. it's not documented very well. And European. And for those listeners that don't know, the Peruvian uh, people in, in general, there's so many Asian cultures that have migrated mm-hmm. there. But the Quechua are the indigenous peoples of, of Peru. The, yeah, the most visible, the most known indigenous group mm-hmm. there. They're becoming, they're gaining more power. That's another story. As far when I say power, <laughs> uh, culturally, they're um, becoming more recognized yeah. um, through government. government and, and she was born society. in the United States like you. Okay. So my ex-wife was born in the United States, but she spent time in Peru. Mm-hmm. So she's a TCK. Okay. Definitely. Okay. The TCKs you, may be uh, attracted to each other. Do you, right? do you see what's happening here? Oh, yeah. We like it. But this is... <laughs> Yes, yes. So there's a lot of angles. Uh-huh. So we're both TCK, and and I remember. Sorry to, to put a little story in here. Yeah. She always told me from the beginning. She always told me she was attracted to mixed kids and mix, especially mixed Asian. Right. You know, and it was just a a physical spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so she saw me, and she she was very open to dating me. And anyways, we married, and then. So, you know, her background, you mm-hmm. know, my background. So my children, I have be, okay, so I have three children, but one's adopted. I adopted her when she was two and a half. Now she's uh, going on 20, 20 years old. She's your baby. Yeah. She's the youngest, she's so the cute. adopted one. And then I have two uh, biological children and my son, my oldest child, my son is 25, mm-hmm. just turned 25. Mm-hmm. And my middle child, who's my oldest daughter, is now 21. Mm-hmm. And both of them carry all, they're both full full siblings, right? Yeah. Um, so they both carry all the genes of my ex-wife and I. Mm-hmm. And so their diaspora, their spectrum, racial, racial cultural identity in this generation mm-hmm. of self-analysis of self-exploration of mm-hmm. gender openness uh, mm-hmm. sorry gender and identity openness in mm-hmm. general like creates a whole new experience okay so yes i'm going to start guiding some questions Go for it. here Go for it. so your adopted daughter is what is her background okay so the adopted there's uh, a little bit of mystery there because we adopted her without too much information but her father is from honduras mm-hmm. and we don't know anything about him um, her mother is born in the United States, but with some Latin background. Okay. We so don't know how much or anything. Did you raise your children only in the United States? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Um, w- different states and uh, lots of traveling. Mm-hmm. And well, technically with my biological children, we lived outside the country. But when we adopted um, my daughter... We pretty much stayed within the United States. We started to settle more and and not be such uh, nomads. But you lived in a different state, and then you mm-hmm. moved her to a different state from where yes. she was adopted. Yes, yes, yes. So essentially, mm-hmm. you created TCKs. Yes, because it's part of my journey, and right? and it's part of their journey, right? So your children are third generation now TCKs. Yes, in the in the umbrella, and you'll get this soon when I okay. explain the the. Subcultures. Uh-huh. Okay. So we're going to, yeah. So let me go briefly. Um, okay. So everyone, I don't know if everyone knows, but those listening for the first time, my mother was born in Guatemala. Okay. Okay. Right. My mother's heritage is of both indigenous Mayan. Mm-hmm. We don't know which tribe. Okay. 
because my family hid it okay. and I exposed it and ripped mm-hmm. it open like a giant festering sore okay. because myself and a couple other cousins took DNA tests mm-hmm. and revealed mm-hmm. uh, that our generation of first cousins are all 12%. Well, actually, some of my cousins have more indigenous mm-hmm. blood because of who their parents are, right. but my father's American mm-hmm. with a French and German background. Mm-hmm. Uh, French and German, what am I saying? I'm sorry, German and English background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my mother's family, I was raised to believe that they were Belgian and Spanish right. with no indigenous bloodline. Mm-hmm. And that is a big fat lie. Yeah. Uh, but they themselves were taught to believe that. Right. Um, so when I say it's a big fat lie, I can't really hold them responsible right. because they were taught to have shame. And mm-hmm. so again, this goes back to our mixed race identity episode. Yeah. We talked a lot about this. So what I can say is that uh, the situation in Guatemala in particular, uh, and I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this the last time, but there's a thing called white Amalans. Uh-huh. And the more you can be white passing, mm-hmm. the higher status you have right. in, in Latin America in general. Yeah. So the, uh, the indigenous cultures of Latin America regard, like you were just talking mm-hmm. about the Quechua gaining more power mm-hmm. and, and government, mm-hmm. as you know, the Mayan cultures, they, they have not. Yeah. Uh, as much. I mm-hmm. mean, they have more than when I was a kid, but it's a struggle and they're devalued and they're marginalized. Yeah. And so there is shame in that. So my mother left Guatemala. My father met her in Guatemala. So he already moved there, but he also himself had been lived, he'd lived as a kid in Germany mm-hmm. during the World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was raised in the deep South, mm-hmm. but then his mother and father divorced and his mother moved to California. So then it was a whole nother culture mm-hmm. within the United States, moving from the South to the West coast. Right. And, um, and then he lived upstate New York a while as well. Um, and in Arizona. So we, we lived in many States. Uh, and then, uh, I spent some time also as a kid, I lived in Guatemala. I also spent some summers in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I marry a man, uh, who is adopted, who so had the mystery of not knowing where until recently did not know his background. Yeah who had been raised predominantly in California, but Mm -hmm. then moved to Texas, Mm -hmm. which is a whole different culture. Mm -hmm. If people don't know that about the United States, even within the United States, you move from a West coast to a, to Texas, Mm -hmm. it's not the same thing and accents different. And he got made fun of for Mm -hmm. sounding Californian. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was, he was able to do a lot with the TCK kids. He turned it into a, a strength. Yeah. He was one of the kids that could turn it into a strength, Mm -hmm. his differences. Mm -hmm. And became popular mm-hmm. versus the others, which mm-hmm. is why we're going to get into these okay. aspects. Great. We then have two kids. My first kid, my first child is from a first marriage that mm-hmm. went bad real fast. <laughs> so, yeah. so I met my husband with a three-month-old. Right. And then uh, after we were married, we got pregnant quickly and we have our daughter, producer Lauren. And so we raised our children to know more about the Latino background that I have because right. my husband embraced it and thought mm-hmm. it was a good thing. Right. Um, they, my son spent time in South America right out of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, before high school, we took them to Europe right. and traveled with them. Mm-hmm. From a young, young age, we took them to Italy when they were like nine and 11. And then we took them again to Spain and France mm-hmm. and Italy again. Um, and then my son went to Belgium, France and England and Scotland with my parents. Later, uh, you know, uh, Lauren goes on to live in Guatemala. We also, during their raising, we took them from 
California as infants, Mm -hmm. moved them to Washington State. Mm -hmm. Then our family moved to Portland, Oregon. The Northwest is not the same as the Southwest on the West Coast. You you have to look geographically too. You know, in in other continents, those are countries. Exactly. The distance between those two places could be like three or four countries. Guatemala is slightly smaller than Tennessee to get perspective. Spain is slightly smaller than California Mm -hmm. to get perspective. But we also raised our kids five years in North Carolina. Right. And that was a whole different yeah. culture. Right. Right. So they had domestic mm-hmm. TCK mm-hmm. going. And then later now we're choosing to live in Europe. Mm-hmm. Our son has relocated back to Los Angeles and yeah. has embraced his roots there, uh, which was a different culture than living in Portland. Mm-hmm. So just to, you know, to bring this all uh, full front going forward we also yes. find out later that my husband's adopted and has significant jewish bloodline mm-hmm. of that bloodline yeah. his family are non-practicing jewish people because the religion never carried with them because they were the, the one son from a rabbi married a gentile yeah and he comes from that son's son okay his grandfather's great-grandfather right. was jewish right. his and then his grandfather was not okay uh because his grandmother was, or his was English. And so that was very significant for us to find that out too. Mm -hmm. And to go, wow, there's this whole other aspect where he lost family in Auschwitz. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just like so much involved with that. It's, and so there's also that, what you were talking about, how they lost the identity of Mm -hmm. being Cherokee. Mm -hmm. That's what happened to his family. Right. They lost the identity of being Jewish. Right. But there's this whole other family yeah. that they no longer talk to that are all very active mm-hmm. practicing Jewish people because mm-hmm. they his great great grandfather mm-hmm. were comes there were three rabbis that came over. Yeah, really. Together wow. and settled in the Atlanta uh-huh. area. Uh-huh. So it wasn't just like, oh yeah, we're just I mean, they were heavily involved in synagogues, right? Yeah. They were they were practicing, they were that was their profession. And his last name was Cantor. Uh-huh. Wow. So, you know. And give perspective also, audience. Th- we're talking about my best friend. Exactly. Which is Melissa's husband. My husband is, my best is Richard's best high friend. high school. Yep. And you're telling me things I don't e- never even heard of yeah. from his mouth. Yeah. 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 Because it's all so recent. Yeah. Like we just yeah. found his birth mother a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't have contact with his birth father where it's, it's uncertain, mm-hmm. unfortunately, who that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but through DNA testing, it looks like um, they are of an English background mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. from Florida. And he right. was born in Miami and then raised in California. Yeah. So it's just quite interesting to see how all of this connects to TCK. Yeah. So I want to go in now and mm-hmm. go back into the research here okay. and explain the information about TCKs that Pollock and uh, Van Rieken talk about. And they say they faced the challenges and traditional notions of identity and home. And this experience is becoming more common and valuable, as I've stated before. This is they note that TCKs have been a part of Earth's population in the earliest migrations. And when I thought about that, mm-hmm. yes, think about all the nomadic tribes, think yes. about the migration of the world. Yes. Why is it that somehow... Once people settled, mm-hmm. we had forgotten about this. We'd forgotten yeah. that TCKs happened because there was migration. Think right. of the Bering Strait. Think of the the clans of of England and yes. and or, or just the the movement of Europe and mm-hmm. and Africa and and then of course the Americas. So 
there there's always they've always existed yeah i want to give perspective to it just in a quick mm-hmm. uh, an example of something i read about human migration and evolution um when you go to a, the most basic tribal unit in which they have settled and then when the tribe becomes too big to manage itself there comes to a point where some mem- family member some uh tribal members decide to branch off and find new land right. to inhabit and to hunt so that that there there's more resources for them so at that mm-hmm. point is is the most basic and most original third culture like yep. like you're entering in in right yeah exactly yeah. and think yeah. about all of the in the United States mm-hmm. think of all the people that came over during migration patterns mm-hmm. from Europe to, mm-hmm. to find the land of the free of, mm-hmm. you know, milk and mm-hmm. honey and all of that. And then think about uh, even just every year of different newcomers mm-hmm. in the United States, mm-hmm. because that is something that we see migration patterns happening here in Europe now mm-hmm. due to war, due to, uh, you know, crisis, yes. and it's never going to stop. No. And this is why this topic, mm-hmm. I think it's even more relevant yeah. now in yes. today's society, because mm-hmm. we are seeing What's happening in the world? We're yeah. seeing people having to move because they are forced to go. They don't want to go necessarily. This research was done initially mm-hmm. on like expats who chose to leave. Okay. So right. so it's going to change. Evolves. It's yeah, going to very gonna evolve. much evolve in these next ten years, mm-hmm. twenty years. When we have more mm-hmm. research on when they didn't choose to leave. Yeah. So uh, going back to the research, it says yes. they are normal people with the usual struggles and pleasures in life, but because they've grown up in, with different experiences from those who've lived primarily in one culture pattern or behavior or reactions to life emerge that stem from cross-cultural and high mobility aspects of their upbringing. So we frame things mm-hmm. and we react to things because of our cross-cultural and highly mobile aspects versus monocultural yeah. and, and, um, Kind of like um, you're pl- rooted, rooted, rooted community. And rooted communities. Rooted communities. We're, we're, we're opposite Those of rooted. Roots. We're out of roots. We, we don't have roots. The one word that uh, con- constantly comes up of me is being feeling always unrooted. Um, and also the word community. Yeah. I really don't have a clue what, how, what it feels like. So community. funny you should say this. Yeah. Okay. So the next thing that, I'm, that I thought was very relevant, it says, yeah. And it's really important to mention that the authors state that this is not a fixed identity and that most of these studies were conducted, like I was saying, on TCKs who shared the same, uh, whose parents shared the same nationality. And when social media didn't exist and international calls were very expensive, our generation. Mm -hmm. So when we were growing up, we didn't have social media Mm -hmm. and the phone bill was ridiculous if you wanted to call anybody outside of your, your area code. Right. Um, there was nothing, there was no cell phone, right? Where there was no internet, mm-hmm. right? So there was no way to communicate other than letter writing. Mm-hmm. You lost touch. So when you literally moved, you literally felt you just landed on a new planet and, and you were like, I don't know how to navigate this. I, and I don't have the same shared experiences of these rooted people who have community that is different than me. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now I need to get in here. So, so we're going to talk about your perspective on that here okay. really quickly. Okay. I want to talk about also the Ruth 
that Ruth Van Rinken, she had started doing work in 1987. And I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Mm-hmm. It's R-E-K-E-N. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Rekin. It could be Rekin. Okay. Uh, could be Von Rekin. And it included other types of children. This is the umbrella that I was okay. getting to. So we've got the traditional TCK kids, which are children who move into another culture with parents due to the parents' career choice. Okay. That definition is going to change because migrant yeah. children are not moving because of career choices. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> right. Then then we have the bi-multicultural or bi-multiracial children mm-hmm. who are children born to parents from at least two cultures or races. Okay. Okay. Those are our kids. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm, oh, and I forgot to mention that to the audience. Mm-hmm. So if you hadn't picked up yet, I am multiracial also. Mm-hmm. I am of mixed identity. Okay. And then there's child of immigrants mm-hmm. that fall under this umbrella. Children yes. whose parents have made a permanent move to a new country where they were not originally citizens. That is us. Mm-hmm. And that would be now Lauren mm-hmm. if she were to have children in Spain. Right. Who, by the way, Lauren is dating a Guatemalan who has mm-hmm. moved to Spain. Uh-huh. So, so there you go too. It just, it it, again, are are people that we choose. Then there's children of refugees, Mm -hmm. children whose parents are living outside their original country or place due to unchosen circumstances such as war, violence, famine, and other natural disasters. I think these are the ones in the TCK umbrella that we're going to have the most research on soon that we should put a lot of emphasis on. And then this is something that you started talking about, these uh, last okay. two ones that I was like, oh my gosh, okay. listen to this. Children of minorities. Okay. Children whose parents are from a racial or ethnic group, which is not part of the majority race or ethnicity of the country in which they live. Mm-hmm. And that's us. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Because when we were raised, mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of Japanese American children running around Southern California. Or were there Guatemalan American kids mm-hmm. running around California? Mm-hmm. We didn't. We didn't feel... Or at least like, we didn't find we didn't find them. We didn't find our in. community. Yeah. We did not, and our parents didn't seek it. Yeah, our parents yeah. did not seek those. Mm-hmm. Our parents sought American community mm-hmm. and and cut off. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. Absolutely. I found out. No, but okay. I found out, and okay. you're gonna okay. just okay. wait till we get to Go there. Okay, and then there's a thing called, and then there's the international adoptees. Those are children adopted by parents from another country other than one of that child's birth. Okay. And that's your child. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then there's the domestic TCKs, children whose parents have moved in and among various subcultures within that child's home country. And those mm-hmm. are my kids for sure. Yeah. And yeah. your kids. Yeah. But my kids for sure had moved mm-hmm. among various subcultures. Yes. Because again, Absolutely. but special note, children are often in more than one of these circles at the same time. For instance, a traditional TCK is also from a minority group or a child of immigrant or mm-hmm. parents from two different cultural backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So it's so, so overlapping yes. that you cannot say, again, going back to the mm-hmm. beginning, mm-hmm. you don't have to be one. Yeah, You can be of many. I, I had in my notes at this point, before yes. we unpack all of this, let's translate this. Okay. Well, we've been unpacking already, but we're going we're gonna to translate. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and, and hopefully... Get this before we get to part two. I okay. think we're going to get to this information because there's just so much going it's on. It's going to be a series. It's, it is a series. We might have a part three. Um, here's what we're going to talk about uh, for TCKs. What is the most important trait of a third culture kid? Well, I found out it says okay. to the point, basically, and, and many resources are saying that through this uprooting and exposure to new cultures and mm-hmm. ideas, 
TCKs learn to adapt quickly, present high levels of curiosity, enjoy adventure, and have the ability to understand cultural mores. The the exposure to differences make them malleable and tolerant of differences. Mm -hmm. And I would have to say that I've never met a person who's traveled or who's been a TCK Mm -hmm. who isn't open to other cultures Mm -hmm. and, and receptive and understanding of that. And I have found in my personal journey and experience that those people who are closed off tend to be rooted communities. Mm -hmm. And I understand it now because, because they reject the difference. Mm -hmm. They, and they thrive off similarities. They thrive off acceptance. Exactly. And um, no, and that's something that I never felt or experienced, mm-hmm. I, I realized, you know. So personality traits of TCK may uh, include being extremely friendly and good at making friends quickly mm-hmm. because they have been exposed to far more people than their monocultural counterparts. Yeah. However, and this is where it goes, okay, okay. being able to initiate relationships, they also know how to end them. <laughs> Because an expatriate community, <laughs> I know, because an expatriate community is characterized, yeah. characterized by frequent goodbyes. So they may have very yeah. good closure skills because yeah. they have a lot of practice. Yeah. But Makes at the sense. same time, they may feel some unresolved grief, which is one of the key issues mm-hmm. TCKs have to deal with. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about that. So you said, yeah. and I, I said, mm-hmm. that our mothers shut down. Meaning their culture mean? and went all American. That's what they did there. They did that. They were like, okay, goodbye. Oh, as far as leaving their country. As leaving their countries yeah. and shutting out their culture and moving forward. They did that. But also mm-hmm. think about how many times you've seen your children yeah. when they moved or they're in different situations, how they may not have continued the same relationships with their friends, or you may not have re- continued the same relationships with your friends. Or you never maybe didn't get upset when years had gone by mm-hmm. before talking to that yeah. that friend again. Because yeah. I have friends that mm-hmm. years had mm-hmm. passed before I saw them again, and we picked up like nothing had happened. Same with my my right. best friends from primary school. Yeah, but Same the friends feeling. the friends that I had in high school that when I went back to California mm-hmm. and I tried to reinvest in those friendships, yeah. who had been monocultural, yeah, I still didn't mesh with them. Uh-huh. I still could not blend with them. And it was those kids who had either been moved around yeah. or had had uh, a variety of backgrounds in terms of their family structure, right. who experienced these difference mm-hmm. that were not monocultural. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that are my friends. Yeah, I have two best friends from high school who don't live, or one was after high school and one's in high school, who don't live in the United States anymore. I have a third one that we're no longer friends, but she also was a very good friend of mine in high school, and she no longer lives in the United States. I have another best friend who was born in Croatia and now lives in the United States Mm -hmm. and is permanently there. I have another friend who comes from a very mixed family background Mm -hmm. that we had years that we hadn't spoken, and we're really really close. So I find that I also have friends that have multiple ethnicity or multiple identities identities mm-hmm. i also have some very yeah and which is where i think i also this mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. i think also why it ties into so much why i also hung out with so many uh, i'm gonna say it mm-hmm. 
with the the gay community. Right. I found identity in the gay community right. because they were also marginalized. And there's empathy. And there was empathy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was empathy from my exactly. my gay Just best friends. The 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 to me the common denominator is knowing what it feels like to be rejected. Exactly. To not be accepted. Mm-hmm. And that to me is can be I have to analyze it more the common denominator for all, all these groups mm-hmm. for anyone that doesn't feel accepted in the mainstream society yep and so that empathy grows because they felt it and there's no way you can empathize deeply with someone unless you have been you've have suffered it or felt it right you can um, sympathize you but you it. can't empathize you can, yeah exactly sympathizing is completely different from empathizing mm-hmm. and that's the difference between an acquaintance and a really good friend mm-hmm. sympathizing acquaintance right empathizing good friend exactly right there. exactly yeah. i agree no i mm-hmm. think it's that simple so the research goes on to say when an international mobile family moves the kids experience the simultaneous loss of home friends school love place and things the this pattern may be repeated many times and can have long-term consequences if they never have an opportunity to grieve properly mm-hmm. And I know that uh, one of my children in particular had a much more outward grieving than the other. The other seemed to not have a grieving uh, issue, but I'm sure, and everyone does. Mm-hmm. When you move, you're going to grieve. But but one in particular did have, suffer more from that openly, and I was at least privileged to understand that. I wish I could have had siblings in this moment of my life because I had no reference point as an only child. So I learned very early, you just have to accept that you're just Mm -hmm. going Mm -hmm. and you can't. And I was, I had to accept squashing those feelings. Right. Um, And there you go. Uh And then, and also to, to put a little light on that, not only was my father a military child, like I was, which made all this moving, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me as a, as a kid, um, but also my mother, she lost her father at a very early age, mm-hmm. was ripped from her home, right. sent to the convent, mm-hmm. and then from the convent, sent to her sisters to live. And then from there, worked a few jobs, a few years until she was able to go on an AFS mm-hmm. scholarship to the United States. Mm-hmm. And then from there, married early and left the, the country. So she basically, since the age of nine, mm-hmm. had been moved around a lot. Yeah. And and I didn't frame it that way yeah. or empathize. Yeah. And you know, I've been struggling as an adult to mm-hmm. uh and this is very personal for our listeners, but I've been struggling as an adult to have a, a positive relationship for different reasons with my mother in the recent past. Mm-hmm. And framing it from this perspective mm-hmm. helps me understand a little bit more and understanding how she's also classic TCK. Mm-hmm. And understanding it from that lens yeah. led me to to frame it from having not just empathy, but uh, having a sense of affirmation of mm-hmm. why things happened. Right. Right. And and this is like what you're saying. Your dad was a ghost walking around. Yeah. You know, I used to think it was just because my dad was in the war. Mm-hmm. But now looking at it from this perspective, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this is this is not yeah. that. You know, this is more Mm -hmm. than just the fact that he had gone to war Mm -hmm. this was Mm -hmm. also his experience and it was easy for him to cut relationships off Mm -hmm. because my dad and i cut relationship from each other yeah and i was 18 the last time i had a a real relationship with him so that's Mm -hmm. amazing and my mother goes Mm -hmm. on to marry a british man who left who was born in london 
raised in Newcastle because of World War II. They moved all the kids up north to get mm-hmm. out of the bombing. Right. Then goes to Canada in his teens, uh-huh. then goes to California. Right. So again, again, the journey. The journey. Yeah. So it also goes. Okay, so Going back to the research, it says that TCKs have been exposed to more than one country. They have a global perspective. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, they may seem more mature and worldly and wise than their peers in their passport country. My kids are always said, oh, your kids are so mature. Mm-hmm. And I was always labeled, oh, you're mm-hmm. so mature. They haven't uh, just seen countries and people on TV mm-hmm. or in a geography book. Mm-hmm. They've actually been there and experienced firsthand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they probably uh, are much more interested in travel than the rest of the world, than monocultural kids are. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know for a fact that with one of my children, Mm -hmm. both my children are recently divorced, and one of my children, Mm -hmm. one of the problems with their ex-partner was the fact that that person did not want to travel, even though that person was a TCK. That person chose the rooted community and said, I'm never going anywhere again. And their parent was, both my children married uh, TCKs. And... And so again, it continues. It's it's cyclical. It's attraction. It's it's, Mm -hmm. uh, empathy. It's shared identity of the struggle. Yep. 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 And like, like you're talking about, there's so many under the umbrella of of different experiences. The shared experience of struggle, of like I said, the the lack of acceptance that we we understand each other. Right. An unspoken um, spirit or language there. So So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do. a part three. This is, I have too much to unpack. Yeah. We're going to take, we're going to take a producer, Lauren, we're going to take a part one break on TCKs. And part two is going to be dealing next with identities of TCK and the emergence of what they do. Mm-hmm. And part three is going to be mm-hmm. ATCKs. Okay. Don't tell me. I don't want to know do yet. Do you know what the A is? I you don't, don't want to know? No, don't tell okay. me. Okay. Yeah. Keep it a secret. Okay. I'm going to make it a secret. I'm going to make it a secret. Keep All it right. a secret. Okay, listeners, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 